I'm Dr. Mark New. I'm a lecturer here in the School of Geography and Environment at Oxford University. And I was the convener of the Four Degrees Conference, which took place in September 2000, 2009 in Oxford. Um, we came about with the idea for the conference because of the growing realization that um, two degrees as a target for climate change was becoming increasingly unlikely and we should think about exploring what the uh, implications of much higher uh, levels of climate change would be. The reasons for two degrees being very unlikely are, are a mix of sort of technical and political reasons. On the technical side, because the, the Earth's or, or the world's energy system is embedded and has, has a whole lot of inertia, it's very difficult to sort of switch instantaneously from a high carbon energy pathway into one that's uh, much greener and, and low, low carbon intensity. So switching to a low carbon future takes a lot of time and that makes um, reducing emissions fast enough to avoid two degrees much more difficult than it would have been say 10 or 15 years ago if action had been taken much longer ago. The, the, the second uh, technical factor affecting our uh, difficulties in, in reducing emissions to a level that might avoid two degrees relates to the investment that's needed both in developing uh, low carbon energy or carbon free energy technologies and also the investment in transitioning existing carbon, uh, carbon rich energy systems into low carbon systems. So those are the two technical sides. And, and politically, in, in the last year or so, we've realized that um, from the commitments that are being put on the table by various nations leading up to the uh, big conference in Copenhagen in December, that those commitments were nowhere near sufficient to reduce emissions enough to, to keep below two degrees with any degree of probability. So you know, the combination of, of technical difficulties and political reality means that avoiding two degrees is is pretty slim and with each year of delay that goes on it becomes even slimmer. So if two degrees is becoming increasingly unlikely, uh, some people would argue impossible, others would say there's still a slim chance but increasingly unlikely, then the chance of larger changes in climate, three degrees, four degrees, even beyond four degrees, become correspondingly larger. So what we wanted to do was really explore in this conference four degrees and beyond systematically for the first time what large what, what the effects of large changes in climate would mean for society uh, for ecosystems and for the global uh, the globalized world that we live in so the conference had two main objectives first was to explore these implications in in various sectors so looking at agriculture water ecosystems migration uh, finance uh, sea level rise what the implications of four degrees and beyond would be, and to try and contrast that with the implications of, of sticking at two degrees. So try and actually um, come up with these two worlds and see how different they would be, a four degrees world and a two degrees world. So as one might expect, four degrees of climate change really makes a big difference to the sorts of impacts that are felt. And the main picture that was coming out out of all of these assessments where papers were presented in the conference was that Two degrees was something that a lot of uh, societies, uh, sectors could cope with. Uh, 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 adjusting to climate change of two degrees was more a matter of coping. When one gets to four degrees and beyond, we're out of the coping territory 
and it's really into a transformation of the, of the world we live in. So transformation of coastal cities, transformations of agriculture into new systems that are, that are very, very different to, to the ones we, we have at the moment and the ones that could cope with two degrees. So that was kind of the key, that was the key um, picture that came out in terms of the impacts. And then something that wasn't really covered in the conference but became clear from all the different uh, presentations that, that we saw was that a lot of these impacts in different sectors, say water and agriculture and sea level rise, although individually they might be quite bad, when you combine them in a particular location and see them all operating together, then there are even more serious consequences. You're getting double whammies and triple whammies in terms of the potential impacts. The other aspects that we looked at in, in the conference was what the potential was for solutions to, to the issue of avoiding four degrees and keeping as close to two degrees as possible. And there were a number of papers that explored this. The key picture that was coming out of this was that it's, although it's technically feasible, um, the inertia and, and the trajectory that we're on in terms of carbon emissions makes it really, really difficult to, to avoid two degrees. And we're much more likely to be in the three degrees, maybe even four degrees territory if, if we're unlucky. So we end up with a picture here of four degrees really providing, uh, or four degrees, so, so we're in, it, it, we end up with a picture of a four degree world having very serious implications in terms of the impacts and the way that it's going to affect society and, and in a really strong incentive to, to keep emissions at a level that's close to two degrees because of the consequences of, of overshooting two degrees. Um, so there's this incentive to, to keep emissions really, really low. But the political reality suggests that we should really be um, planning for at least the, a significant possibility of a four-degree world and that the sort of planning that's required for this four-degree world is very, very different to the one that we might need to plan for uh, or, or the sort of planning that's required for a two-degree world. So one example of the difference between a, a two-degree world and a four-degree world was highlighted um, in some work that was done on the potential impacts of, on agriculture in Africa. And it was clear that in a two-degree world, the agricultural systems that are currently in place in terms of crop production, so maize and wheat and some of the other cereal crops, would be able to cope. There'd, there'd, be, there'd be some impacts, but... Um, We'd still be able, or, or African farmers would still be able to grow the crops that they, that they currently grow. If one moves to a four-degree world, it's clear that in a lot of African countries, the, what we call the, the crop climate characteristics that are required or, or that are available, in other words, the climate conditions under which crops can grow, is going to change radically. And in some countries, it's going to be conditions that aren't experienced anywhere in Africa in the present day. So farmers are either going to have to develop new crops uh, through some very clever biotechnology or breeding programs or actually import uh, crops and try them from different countries in different continents. So when we say transformation, that's what we mean. Essentially, a, a radical transformation of the way agriculture will have to... Um, or radical transformations in what's required in terms of agriculture in Africa at four degrees compared to maybe adjustments and adaptation at two degrees. Another really uh, serious impact relates to sea level rise, and this is um, sort of more of a gradual growing impact that, um, that accumulates over many, many centuries. 
So, and that's because the ocean and the ice sheets that contribute to sea level rise respond more slowly than the atmosphere in terms of, which has a much more immediate response to, to temperature changes. But if one switches from a two-degree world to a four-degree world, there are some really serious uh, implications that are involved in a four-degree world, the most important of which is probably the stability of the Greenland ice sheet. Um, scientists think that somewhere between three and four degrees um, warming, the, at somewhere between three and four degrees warming, the Greenland ice sheet will probably tip into um, a, what we call a runaway melting um, situation, which is where over quite a long time, uh, 600, 1,000 years, all of the Greenland ice sheet will melt. And even if we bring temperatures back down to present-day temperatures, you can't reverse that process. It, it's basically irreversible. That basically means that if we warm by 4 degrees over the next 100 years, we are locked into a 6 or 7 degree, sorry, a 6 or 7 meter sea level rise over the next 500 years. Quite far away in the future, but think about 5 or 6 or 7 meters of sea level on top of London at the moment. A complete reorganization of London. It's either going to have to become something like some, it's going to have to be re-engineered in the way that some of the, um, the, the, the big cities in the Netherlands are, or totally abandoned. Um, so that's a major impact that decisions now and climate changes that happen in the next 100 years um, will affect, although the eventual consequences are only felt much further in the future. Potential, another potential consequence of sea level rise relates to migration. So many of the most densely populated areas of the world, particularly in the developed world and particularly in Southeast Asia, are in low-lying delta areas. Now, if climate changes to the extent that sea level starts to rise of the order of meters rather than tens of centimeters, many of those low-lying areas are, are going to be inundated. And some of the papers presented at the conference showed that although technically it might be possible to protect, protect these areas by building huge uh, dikes to, to keep the sea out, these are the, precisely the countries that don't have the financial capability to do this sort of engineering. And so one of the consequences is that we're likely to see mass migrations, environmental refugees from these areas that are being lost to the sea. And in many of these areas, the, the available space to migrate into is very, very small. The rest of the, the country is also highly uh, or very densely populated. And so there are going to be stresses on, in terms of international migration occurring due to the loss of very productive land uh, for the poorest of the poor.